Hello? Hello. This is Your Career is Calling on 1077 The Bronx. Wanda Ellett of G45 Consulting and her panel of guests are ready to give you some insight on growing your business and finding, furthering, and navigating your career. It's never too late to grow into your best self. Your Career is Calling is underwritten in part by G45 Consulting, Burjohn Mediation, Harwell Express Press, Career Development and Success at Rider University, and Rider University. Rider offers continuing studies programs for adults who need flexibility. Want to add new skills to your resume? Take a continuing studies course at Rider University. Let's pick up the line with Wanda Ellett with Your Career is Calling, only on 1077 The Bronx and 1077thebronc.com. Good morning. You are listening to Your Career is Calling. This is Wanda Ella at Ryder University's radio station, 1077 The Bronx, and online at 1077thebronc.com. Proudly nominated for a National Association of Broadcasters 2019 Marconi Award for Best College Radio Station of the Year. We are broadcasting from uh, the Bronx all-new digital broadcast studio, and Your Career is Calling is the first radio show of its kind, helping both students and seasoned professionals to manage their careers as a business. The CEO of Me, Inc., Behind the glass today, producing our show is Ryder University's intern, Eileen Davio. Yay, Eileen. And today I have a very special guest. This was um, uh, an old uh, boyfriend. He had passed from uh, Lou Gehrig's. And he was uh, a very interesting man. And uh, he was just like we were talking about him before we started recording today. Um, Phil Muro. Um, he was, he was very unique. And if you were lucky to call him friend, uh, and have him in your world, uh, you were very blessed. And, um, I have Mike Pollock with me and he's, uh, with it's a Mike. If you look, go on to it's a Mike.com. He's a voice, uh, professional. Mike, are you there? I'm here. Yay. Thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having me Wanda. I'm really thrilled. So if this is your first time listening to the show, I've been doing the show for about eight years and uh, we started out doing you know, all the traditional stuff, like all the networking, interviewing, uh, resumes, all those things. And the last couple of years, we decided to offer stories, to offer inspiration for people to, um, as they're going through different challenges and managing their careers, managing their businesses, to know you're not alone and maybe get some insight, you know, and, and give you an opportunity. You could even reach out to our guests, uh, you know, to see like, how did they overcome something? Uh, a couple of years ago, we did uh, how to, over, um, what was the biggest obstacle you ever faced? And uh, what was your biggest career lesson? Last year was what's your superpower? And how do you share that gift with the world? And this year it's uh, being your best self and bringing your best self to every day and, um, you know, leveling up and, and tearing up and going up into, you know, making it your best life all around. And uh, let me share a little bit about Mike. Mike Pollock is one of New York's premier animation voiceover actors. Saturday morning cartoon viewers of Cartoon Network might recognize him as the voice of Dr. Eggman in Sonic Boom and the Sonic the Hedgehog video games. Old school viewers of Fox and the CW might recognize his voice as Meat in Ultimate Muscle, the Kinecumen uh, Legacy, the mayor and Samo, the bartender, uh, in Kirby, right back at you. Garbage Man on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Dr. Eggman and Ella on Sonic X, uh, Big Bigoriki in uh, 
I can't pronounce it. Go, 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 go Riki. And okay. Langton Lickitoad in uh, Viva Pinata. He's also been heard as Bonaparte in uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, GX on Cartoon Network, the interim narrator in the Pokemon, uh, Beast in the Marvel Motion comic ad adaptation of Astonishing X-Men, and Adon in Berserk. Listen for him in several upcoming projects this year. Mike was also Sir Hard and Thick on uh, Howard Stern's Master Tape Theater on Sirius XM Radio, as well as radio, TV, and online commercials uh, for Hooters, Pepsi, Focus Factor, Sunsetter, Retractable Awnings, No Doze, Comcast, Burger King, ACDC, Verizon, and promos for HBO International. He's also the voice of several cute and cuddly animated plush toys, including the menacing mummy for Goon, uh, and when he's not making funny voices, he also writes comedy bits and song parodies. Please visit his website at itsamike.com. I'm so going right now. To, uh, <laughs> so I'm so excited to have you on. <laughs> Thank so, you. You know, if you want to tell us a little bit more about you as well, please feel free. Sure. I should update uh, that. In fact, I will update that as soon as we're done. I've recently been cast as uh, Caillou's daddy in the online uh, reboot of Caillou called Caillou's New Adventures, where I play uh, Caillou's daddy and grandpa and a bunch of the other male characters. Um, 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 a much reviled series by some, but it's uh, I'm thrilled to be a part of it. And uh, I've also recently done some commercials for IHOP. Uh, if you hear uh, the uh, IHOPy Hour uh, campaign, that's me. Yeah. Wow, that's, that's cool. cool. Thank you. That's really cool. Thank you. So those are the latest updates. Wow. So how are things different? And, and I would imagine, I don't know, like how, how are things for you in this past year? Um, the voiceover community had a long history of being able to work from home. Um, the way things generally work for us uh, in a perfect world, uh, we would uh, get called in usually to Manhattan for auditions. Uh, we go to a casting studio, we do our casting, then we get called in again to record in a recording studio. Years ago, casting directors realized, well, we don't need people to come in. You can audition from home. You know, I've got this microphone at home that I'm talking into right now. We'll send you a script. You record your audition, send it into us. Then we'll see if we like you. And if we like you, we'll have you come to a studio. So that was the little hybrid method we were working on. But when uh, the lockdown happened, our home studios became a lot more important. I threw money at it. I bought a better... Uh, uh, audio interface. I am using a, a a nice borrowed microphone from a studio, but as soon as they rescind their offer, I will be buying one just like it. Um, I threw in a whole bunch of other uh, audio tiles uh, to make it a little to sound a little better for broadcast use. And I've uh, since recorded all sorts of uh, anime shows, dubbed animes, uh, the all the IHOP stuff I've done from here. Uh, the past year of uh, Caillou we did from here. So it's become fantastic. It's not a perfect setup. It's a, a big attic. Uh, so the outside world will leak in. I'll hear traffic and the neighbor's dogs. But in general, it works really well. And that's yeah. what my colleagues around the, the world are doing too. Everyone's recording from home using all sorts of internet technology, uh, Zoom, um, Google Meet, uh, all sorts of behind the scenes uh, high-tech audio stuff like Source Connect and uh, names I can't pronounce or remember, but we're all connected through high-speed high internet and, uh, and doing our thing. It's fantastic. I'm so it really wasn't a, a big thing to make the, the change. Like, what? 
Thanks, Google, for listening to me. Never mind. Um, <laughs> yeah, that happens to Google Assistant, everyone. Fantastic. Very sensitive. We made it work better. People who had mediocre setups said, I guess I should be investing more in my equipment, which they did. Um, and I have had people who said, you sounded okay before, but do some stuff and make it sound better, which I did. And yeah, I've no one's complained in the past few months, which is really cool. Wow. And so like, as far as like interfacing with people, it's all like pretty much steady state. Like, yeah. was there anything on the outs, like, you know, outside of the professional stuff that was a hindrance or anything for you or everything was pretty much steady state? The balance has changed because it used to be 98% in Manhattan, 2% from home maybe, but it's flip-flopped. I have been in the city five, maybe six times since lockdown for stuff that couldn't be recorded remotely. And it was really weird because you go in and it's all sanitation protocols. There's sanitizer, we're taking a temperature, here, put on gloves, uh, I'm over here, but leave your mask on until I leave the studio and then take your mask off and do your thing. Wow, really? And, yeah. Hang on, I've got to come in and adjust something. Put your mask on. Okay, sure. Hang on. Come on in. It's safe now. Um, and yeah, and, and it's still possible to do, but it's really not as welcoming as it used to be. So it's possible to work in town in a studio, but I'm almost no longer interested. It's like, I'm home now. I can, I have a two second <laughs> commute up to the office. It's, uh, I think I like it better. But so it's functional. It is still workable for the long-term future if it has to be. It's different, but it's not necessarily any worse. Wow. What was it weird? Like, what were some of the other things? Because I know we had, um, we've had a couple people in that who are in New York and, and I've talked to some friends because I haven't, I, like, it's been well over a year since mm -hmm. I've been in New York. And anybody who's been in New York it's not New York. It's not our New York. Yeah. You know? it's the hardest thing I found, usually I would get into town nice and early to in case of traffic and sit in a Starbucks. No, there's yeah. no Starbucks to sit in. Here you go. Go stand outside Star Starbucks in the minus 11 degree weather and uh, enjoy your sandwich. I'm not enjoying. Wow. Sandwich. But yeah, that's, that's the hardest part. There's no place to sit. Yeah. And, and also like all the streets are empty. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, that if you're if you're there for the spectacle, which I used to be, that's a bad thing. But if you just want to get from point A to point B and realize there's no there's no fun to be had in the streets of New York, it's like, okay, let's just get this over with. And I can walk briskly to where I have to be and not worry about it. Yeah, because that's the thing I think that's been heartbreaking, you know, seeing pictures where like even Times Square, um, mm -hmm. all hours of the day and night are now it's it's empty yeah it's well and i've got i've got theater friends obviously with the, the whole acting community so yeah all my broadway friends are out of work and they're relying on their voiceover fallback uh, careers and yeah it's just it's devastating especially in certain industries because some people now, has, that been, has has it made well you've had a long-standing career successful career but the, has that made the competition for things a little bit more where the work has been a little bit tighter um it's the same people competing they're just competing a little harder um i'm guessing the 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 broadway centric people are working on other stuff there are 
um, dramatic podcasts, which I've done some of, the Broadway people are doing a lot more, especially the high-profile Broadway names. Are We've got the stars of of Aladdin in our podcast. <laughs> they, they don't care that we have Dr. Eggman in our podcast. It's a little different. Um, <laughs> so yes, at least the, the, the Broadway people that have already done the kinds of dubs and local cartoons that I've done are still there. They're just there a lot more. And I am extremely welcoming. They have every reason to be. Yeah, you've always been like I remember back in the day, like you know, I I know that Phil really enjoyed working with you, mm-hmm. and um, he he was just really he just really enjoyed it because it was just you're very go with the flow, and you know it's just like what do we have to do? I don't know mm-hmm. if you want to talk a little bit about some of the work that you guys did there, sure. where it was working on parodies and things mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, I had come from radio. Uh, radio is all about being being fired from places, <laughs> as I learned the hard way. Uh, so when I was <laughs> Fired uh, from a rock station in uh, Rochester. A friend of mine who I knew from high school uh, got me a job at a syndication company. And I came into uh, what was then Pro Media in beautiful um, uh, New Jersey. Yeah, I want to say Westwood. It wasn't uh, Northville, Northville, New Jersey. Um, and we worked in a lighting warehouse in a little space carved out for us because the, uh, the uh, comedy service we were working on uh, was first run by this guy heir to a lighting fortune so okay um in a weird little industrial area and we would write write comedy bits for radio stations around the country and song parodies and produce all sort of audio features and um film made it easy he did a lot of the writing he did most of the engineering work i started duplicating tapes but we were functional enough to be and fungible enough there's your word of the day to be able to cover everybody's jobs. So eventually I started doing production and realized that I didn't like doing the production. So they let me do more writing and stuff. And we had a grand old time. Yeah, because I know like he really enjoyed writing with you as mm-hmm. well, because I know there were some days where you just had a block and yep. it's hard to be creative and try hard to, you know, really like pump things out. But at some points I know it, it became like that point where you just had to pump a lot of things out because you were taking on more and more and more clients Mm -hmm. and um, having more and more success, but it was just, you really had to pump out a lot of volume and that's tough to do, you know, even if you're like super talented, like you guys are, Mm -hmm. but like, it's hard to like, just keep pumping stuff out. You know, there's only so much you can do. Yeah. Many late nights. I remember staying until the wee hours of the evening, waiting for the UPS guy to ship out our tapes. I said, no, wait, I have two more dead reels, reels to go away from me. So, yeah, but good times. No regrets. <laughs> now, one of the things, too, that's changed, I guess, with, you know, with technology is that you don't have the tapes and you don't have that kind of thing. And you can just really do, you know, just send it over via email, the different, mm-hmm. you know, different things. So I'll do there's just, yeah, a lot of things that have changed, but it's been many, many years since he's passed. And, you know, it's it's. It's wild to think like, you know, I remember listening to the stories and, and I just was in awe because it was just, I think you were way ahead of your time. And, and um, you guys were like, what you were doing was like in the, in the frontier, you mm-hmm. know, it was the wild west. Nobody was doing what you guys were doing. Yeah. You know? Blazed a lot so of trails. It was really cool. But we have to go to break. I'm sorry. I'm excited. This is fun. You are listening to Your Career is Calling. This is Wanda Ellett with the really incredible, really fun, really awesome Mike Pollock. 
And he's, if you want to check out his work, it's itsamike.com and his social media, it's a mic and um, I-T-S-A-M-I-K-E. And um, we are in the Bronx, all new digital broadcast studio at Ryder University's radio station, 1077 The Bronx and uh, online at 1077thebronx.com. And Mike is sharing uh, insight into, I guess it would be into uh, the voiceover community and, and, and that voiceover art area. Um, and we'll be right back after a short break. This is Your Career is Calling on 1077 The Bronx. Wanda Elliott from G45 Consulting, along with her panel of guests, are here to share their tips and tricks for growing your business and finding, furthering, and navigating your career. Your Career is Calling is underwritten in part by G45 Consulting, Burjohn Mediation, Harwell Express Press, Career Development and Success at Rider University, and Rider University. Apply to Rider now and keep moving forward at rider.edu slash next step. This is Wanda Allen in the Bronx, all new digital broadcast studio at Rider University's radio station, 1077 The Bronx, and online at 1077thebronx.com. And I'm here with the truly interesting and charismatic Mike Pollock, and he has been sharing some great insight into uh, his his career and how this year he's uh, what he's doing to level up and be his best self. And um, in the first part, we started to talk about, you know, a little bit about like with the pandemic, like what, what transpired and, and, and for him, it, like in their industry, it really wasn't too much of a transition, you know, because they were really used to, you know, having a, a, an element where they were working from home. Um, so it just increased the percentage, you know, which was, was very nice. And um, Mike, I don't know if you want to go into one of the things you mentioned earlier in, in the last segment was, you know, you, you started out in radio and then you yeah. networked into the opportunity uh, to work at ProMedia. And, um, you know, it was through a friend. They said, oh, you know, here, here's an opportunity over here. Why don't you talk to these people? Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that, you know, we talk about often is networking on the show, because I think that that's in today's world, it's probably one of the most important things you can do. So I don't know if you want to talk about like some of your career and, you know, how, how you were able to network and, and, and even I think for today, like how we connected, it was through LinkedIn. I sent you a note. It was Phil's birthday mm-hmm. and, and you were just, I, I, I'm just very gracious and, and grateful for you for joining me, you know, for today. Sure, so my pleasure. we would share that too. Yeah, the, in, in, a, in a very large nutshell, as a kid, I loved acting. I loved radio because I was a weird kid and it was the 70s and radio was still a thing. No offense to those here on the radio, but radio was different back in the 70s. Um, and I wanted to be on the radio, but I wanted to be an actor. So when it came time to go to college and choose a career, I realized, you know, actors go from job to job a lot. Radio people go from job to job a little less than that, but it's a little more stable. So let's focus on radio. So I went to Syracuse University and studied television, radio, film production, realizing in hindsight, not really the training I needed, but it was the training I got. But the coolest thing, we took a field trip in our radio class to the local radio station, the local number one station, Y94 FM in Syracuse, everybody. And um, (laughs) thank you. And Everybody was looking around. Oh, the newsroom is really cool. Oh, the the disc jockey is really cool. 
And I saw the production director and I was really interested in the production director, the guy who makes the commercials happen and does all the, uh, the, the thing that gives the station its interesting sound. And I said, I want to in intern with that guy. And so I asked the production director, do you take an interns? Uh, yeah, I guess so. No one ever asked him. So <laughs> I an the production director and I realized the unglamorous world of interns. Highly. <laughs> no, yeah, of course. I started cataloging the record library. They it was back in the uh, go go eighties, eighty four, five, six, eighty six, I think. Um, and uh, they had a record library full of uh, um, forty five RPM singles, mostly and albums. Wow. And it needed to be cataloged, so it had been started but it wasn't finished. They gave me a stack of index cards and a typewriter and I uh -huh. did. And I finished it. I got to the end of the record library and then they didn't know what to do with me. Well, now what? <laughs> so we don't know. So then I managed to get a part-time gig as an air personality. Wasn't sure that's what I wanted, but <sighs> I worked overnights in other weird shifts playing more favorites, less talk on Y94 FM. And <laughs> that for a while. Um, Eventually graduated to a board operator for some shows on the uh, AM station and uh, various other fill-in shifts. And then I realized the part-time thing not going anywhere, so it was time to branch out. Uh, checked with some uh, the radio trade newspapers at the time and went to a radio station in Rochester, New York as a production director, where I once again found out it was a rock station. Uh, I won't name them, but I found out while I was there uh, as I as they told me when they fired me after about a year, you're not rock and roll enough, which in radio is a reason to be fired. So, okay, <laughs> I couldn't disagree, but I had a lot of fun while I was there with the morning show doing some song parodies and comedy bits. I'd done that in Syracuse as well. I ended up being the morning show producer in Syracuse and it was a part-time position. It was only two, I was paid for two and a half hours of a four hour morning show. Not a lot of production that you can do then, but I did it, did comedy bits and parodies there. Uh, went to Rochester and realized, well, it's more fun for me to do the comedy bits and parodies I used to do. So I did a bunch of those for the morning show. Uh, the program director yelled at me, that's not what I'm paying you for. Well, yeah, I guess not. And then we parted ways. And then I looked through all sorts of ads um, in job interviews that didn't go anywhere and eventually got a call from my, my high school friend saying, we have this uh, tape duplicator position, come do it. All right. Went there, really boring, but I was given the potential of maybe soon you'll be able to do a voice here and there in our comedy bits. Okay. But eventually I said, you know, I can write comedy bits. I can write song parodies. I can perform on them if you need me to. I can even produce some of them. So they gave me that opportunity and that led to bigger and better things until the management changed. And I was eventually uh, pigeonholed again into boring stuff because they figured well, nobody wants these comedy bits and song parodies anymore. So we transitioned out of that. And I would left, was left with writing stuff behind the scenes with absolutely no, no chance to perform. So I was regurgitating news headlines um, for the next morning, which was stupid because no radio station who was getting our service would want news headlines from 12 hours ago, but nobody cared and that's what they got. And then I would write the wacky news stories, the offbeat news, I'm like this is not great. And eventually I had become so overworked that I started um, subcontracting some of my work without telling anyone. 
and my subcontractors <laughs> weren't doing uh, the detail-oriented stuff, and I was not paying attention. And some errors got through, and the boss caught them, and the boss didn't appreciate that, and the boss said, bye bye So that, that was the last of the full-time gigs. Now, during that time, I was able to gather together. There was actually a layoff before then, uh, about uh, eight years earlier, right around the time of 9-11. Um, and I took that opportunity when we were laid off because the company had been sold. And they said, well, we want to bring it back. But in the, mo in the meantime, we can't. So do something and come back to us. So during that time, I was able to put together a demo reel and of my character voices and looked in the same theater newspaper that I was looking for jobs before and sent out tapes and found some animation companies that wanted to work with me. I said, well, that's cool. So I went in and dubbed uh, an anime called Demon Fighter Kocho. I don't recommend it, but look it up. That was the first <laughs> professional gig I did. Uh, before that, there was another very unprofessional gig. I have a video here. I'm not going to dig it up. It's not worth it. Called Little Tug's Big Adventure which was produced mostly in some guy's basement. And I went into some guy's house to record the voices one day. This is not very professional, but I guess I'm being paid a small amount and it ended up on a VHS tape and there we are. That was the first professional gig. Uh, then came Demon Fighter Kocho, which actually got a DVD release, was much more technologically advanced. And then I got a walk-on role in an episode of Pokemon and that, networking was actually evident right there because that was being produced by four kids productions four kids productions then got the rights to produce the saturday morning tv block for fox for several years and they had to fill it up with shows so they were collecting actors to work on their shows i was a freelance actor and they said come here come be in these other shows cool and then they needed a voice to do their promos they said come here come do these promos for us okay cool and that ballooned into a whole bunch of other stuff. They had a talent pool. They liked me. They kept calling me in for other stuff. So still a freelancer, but a very active freelancer. And at that point, I was moonlighting for uh, the, the, what was the remnants of ProMedia at the time. And they were sort of cool with that for a while until I started to get more freelance work. And the boss said, uh, no, two-hour lunches. So you can do whatever you have to do, but you cannot be out more than two hours. All right. And then it became a very tenuous situation, which I should have known that it was going to fail, but it did. And then I was kicked to the curb finally. And I had my demo reel to fall back on. I, I made a better one. I'd even gotten some voiceover coaching uh, in the meantime and had started to get some commercial work. But suddenly I realized full-time job in radio, not happening anymore because I'd send in some more demo tapes nobody liked them but this voiceover thing is good that's kind of been happening under the radar uh but now with the internet being what it is i know a lot more about it and i started getting a lot more voiceover work for other cartoons and dubs and more commercial work and i have now transitioned to where i am today where this has become my full-time job wow and i have to say like i applaud you because you know the the economy today it's, it's a freelancer's economy. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, I call it a quilt economy because I would say in the last 12, 13 years, 14 years, um, after the, the last economic landscape, you know, meltdown, um, you know, people weren't making the money that they were making. And, you know, 
they have to do multiple opportunities. But I know we're getting the cue from Eileen. We have to go to break. We'll talk a little bit more about that when we come back. But you are listening to Your Career is Calling. This is Wanda Ellett with, he's very interesting, Mike Pollock. And uh, we are in the Bronx, all new digital broadcast studio at Ryder University's radio station, 1077 The Bronx and online at 1077thebronc.com. And Mike is sharing some great insight into his career and what he's doing to level up this year and um, just to make, you know, going forward, being his best self. And we'll be right back after a short break. This is Your Career is Calling on 1077 The Bronx. Wanda Elliott from G45 Consulting, along with her panel of guests, are here to share their tips and tricks for growing your business and finding, furthering, and navigating your career. Your Career is Calling is underwritten in part by G45 Consulting, Burjohn Mediation, Harwell Express Press, Career Development and Success at Rider University, and Rider University. Apply to Rider now and keep moving forward at rider.edu slash next step. And we're back. This is Wanda Ellett in the Bronx, only a digital broadcast studio at Rider University radio station, 1077 The Bronx, and online at 1077thebronx.com. And today I am here with the very intriguing Mike Powell. And he has been sharing some great insight into his career and what he's doing to be his best self this year. And uh, before we continue our conversation, we have our producer, Eileen Del Rio, with her segment, Finding Your Future. Adulting, going to work, choosing a career, sounds difficult, right? Well, not anymore. Your Career is Calling presents Finding Your Future. Our producer will clear up career confusion each week and shine a light on available job listings, including how to apply and get in contact with featured employers. Get the latest tips on how you can better your career path with Finding Your Future, underwritten in part by Career Development and Success at Rider University. For information online, it's rider.edu forward slash careers. Now, here's our producer with this week's segment of Finding Your Future. Picture This Post magazine is currently hiring intern assistant managing editors in its location in Chicago, Illinois. Picture This Post magazine alerts readers to cultural offerings in art, books, dance, film, museums, music, theater, and travel. During this five-week intensive internship, you will learn more about the online publishing business by managing the reader's calendar, using their WordPress automations to create content, promoting content on social media, and more. There is no minimum GPA required, and all majors can apply. For more information, visit Writer's Handshake website. This has been Eileen Del Rio with this week's edition of Finding Your Future. That's a wrap for this week's segment of Finding Your Future. Our producer will be back next week with more available job listings and tips for your career. Finding Your Future is underwritten in part by Career Development and Success at Rider University. For information online, it's rider.edu forward slash careers. See you next Sunday for Finding Your Future exclusively on Your Career is Calling on 1077 The Bronx. As always, an excellent job, Eileen. Excellent job. So, Mike, uh, we, we talked a lot about, you know, and, and during the break, we were talking about how I really think that this is a quilt economy, you know, because of this last meltdown, um, not now where we are economically, but I guess 2007, 2008, um, people really needed to have more than one job. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's really this economy, this time right now, it's really become a freelancer's uh, 
having that skill to be a freelancer and having multiple jobs, that's the way of the world. And it may actually be the, the, the new normal. So I don't know if you want to talk about, about life as a freelancer sure. and, and some of the things you've had to do, because I, I think that that's a critical, critical skill. One thing that nobody thinks about or few people think about is that actors are freelancers, whether it's an actor on the big screen in a movie or the small screen in a TV show or uh, behind the screen doing mm -hmm. cartoons and animation and dubbing and video games. We are all freelancers. You're employed for the duration of the project. The project ends, you're out of work. What's most challenging for voiceover is that my gigs last a matter of hours or minutes sometimes. A typical session is four hours. I get four hours of work and then I'm out of work again. I may be part of a series, which means there's going to be several four hour sessions over the course of many months, but in between I got nothing. So I am constantly searching for work. People ask, is the work hard? The work is easy. Finding the work is hard. I will submit a dozen auditions a week and sometimes more, sometimes less. And the odds are always against me. I'm competing against hundreds of other very talented actors. I will not book most gigs, neither will most actors. So the idea is keep throwing racquetballs at the wall to, to, <laughs> to remember a dear friend. Yeah. And some of them are going to stick at the wall, which is a horrible analogy when you think about it. But it, you keep trying until you get something. And that's what I do. And I love it. Uh, there are days where I don't want to audition today. I don't want to work today. But you, you look back and you think, well, if I'm not working today, uh, uh, there's no food happening, so I should keep working. So I work, I rely on previous clients who remember me and will have me come back without an audition, but I just got a request for an audition for a client who knows me very well, but they still want me to audition for a handful of things. So yes, I will later today, I'll be back in this very room recording auditions, sending them off and hoping they like them. And if they do, I get to work. And that's, that's the joy of, freelance, of the freelance lifestyle. I love it. The, the best thing, there's no time to get bored. If I hate yeah. a job, well, it's done in a few hours. You know, I, the worst job I remember, I hope they're not listening for a major audiobook company. I did a couple <laughs> audiobooks. Those were a slug. Those were six hour days for, for two weeks. I don't want to hear me anymore. And they were not the most interesting books. One was about physics and one was about Nazis. And I was there to make <laughs> them interesting. And I can't do this anymore. So it, those are done and I'm not going back to, to audiobooks anymore, but that's what we do. We just constantly search for work and it doesn't matter what the work is. I don't have to like the product. I don't have to be interested in the product. I have to sound like I like the product and sound like I'm interested in it. And if the director is happy and the producer is happy, I've done my job. Wow. And that's the thing too, you know, we were talking too about during the break, you know, one of my brother's coworkers uh, in technology and, um, you know, this guy, nobody knows he's, a, well, not a lot of people know this guy that he works with. He's a, an international rock star. Mm -hmm. Nobody knows. Like when he takes vacation, he's usually on tour and, and he's a big deal. And, and it was just, you know, always amazing to see like some of the things. And I, I recently became friends with this guy. He's been in band for many, many years, a very big band. And um, he's been an electrician his entire career. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, he's gone on tour and, you know, lived his life. But it's, it's, it's an also, it's just like a passion project, you know? So 
Yeah. One of the joys I had during my free, my uh, full-time career was when I was becoming internet famous, I was able to brag, look at me. I'm in this. Do you care? You don't care. All right, fine. <laughs> but it's fun, like, while you're doing it. And it's, you know, it, it speaks a lot to, you know, doing things that you're passionate about. And that's one of the things sometimes people don't think about, even though you're passionate about it, doesn't mean that that's always going to, you know, be the full-time thing to pay the bills. Mm -hmm. And it's also that, like having the the constant ability to keep at it and keep that passion up, even when you're getting rejection, mm -hmm. you know, and that's why I applaud artists that, you know, have been able to sustain their career. And I applaud you and, and revere you because I, I think you've had a phenomenal career and, and it sounds like good things, more good things are down the pike too. I hope so, so. I, I'm getting the cue for my lead. We got to go. No, break. Do the yeah, we were listening to your careers called. This is Wanda Ellett with amazing and truly interesting Mike Pollock. And we are in the Bronx, all new digital broadcast studio at Ryder University's radio station, 1077 The Bronx, and online at 1077thebronx.com. And Mike has been sharing some great insight into his career as a voiceover artist. And he's just done a lot of different things, production and all different things, and how he's leveling up to be his best self this year. And we'll be right back after a short break. This is Your Career is Calling on 1077 The Bronx. Wanda Elliott from G45 Consulting, along with her panel of guests, are here to share their tips and tricks for growing your business and finding, furthering, and navigating your career. Your Career is Calling is underwritten in part by G45 Consulting, Burjohn Mediation, Harwell Express Press, Career Development and Success at Rider University, and Rider University. Apply to Rider now and keep moving forward at rider.edu slash next step. And we're back and i say this every week and we were talking about it during the break it really goes fast today has been especially speedy and um i i thank you for honoring me with this hour and and with this time sure um i, I truly appreciate it um do you have any last bits of wisdom yeah i actually want to I, I will seed my time and donate it to the uh late great phil muro because uh, he passed from ALS and ALS was all with the ice bucket challenge. And I was challenged to the ice bucket challenge by some rando on the internet. And I said, you know, I knew a guy and I want to do this right. And I couldn't do it the way I wanted to do it. It ended up with me here in the studio about to dump a cup of Starbucks on my head, which I didn't do because first of all, it's four, four bucks worth of coffee. But second of all, it would have made a mess. But the video I wanted to do would have involved some of our friends and you, if you were available. Um, I wanted to go out to Phil's gravesite, but you wouldn't see it. It would be a tight shot of me doing the, the ice bucket challenge, telling about the ALS and my friend Phil and uh, with the ice bucket challenge. And at the last moment, I would take it down and zoom out. This is Phil's grave. This Phil was ALS. Phil was a great guy. Send your money. Didn't do it, wow. wish I had, but. He, that would have been completely worth it had, had it been able to happen. So, loved Phil. Yeah, he was just an amazing guy and an amazing friend and and just an amazing person. Yeah. And um, you know, if if anybody talk about being your best self, you know, he brought being your best self every day. And mm -hmm. even through like ALS, um, every day he still tried to do and be better and continue to live as normal a life as he could, even yeah. through right to the end. 
yeah, even just working with them, I watched the disease start to happen and it's devastating. And it was, let me, let me talk about this in the I Spike a Challenge video, which I couldn't get to do, but I, I did. And the, I'll, I'll dig it up. It's on YouTube or something, the one that I did here. And I said some lovely things and people said, oh, I guess it is a thing. So, yeah, it's not just about dumping ice on your head. So yeah, stop, stop. and that's the thing. Like I was very excited about that, like through that mm -hmm. whole challenge um, that they were, you know, bringing attention to it. Um, you know, it, it, it is, it's devastating to watch. And I, I think the thing for him and the thing, I hate to say this, but the thing that um, gave me solace in him passing was that he was an athlete. Mm -hmm. He was always training. Like we used to work out in the gym every day and, you know, and he was always training for the New York marathon, which he never got to run. Mm -hmm. um, uh, when he passed, he was all muscle and bone. Mm -hmm. And uh, because he was an athlete and, um, you know, I, I, just not being able to move, you know, uh, but his mind was still hundred percent there mm -hmm. and being trapped inside the body uh, is, 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 is miserable yeah. and, and the disease. Um, and I pray that they do find uh, some cure. That would be a um, thing, beautiful thing. But thank you again. Sure. And um, how can, I hate to ask, how can people get in touch with Please. you? Please, back, back to me. Uh, <laughs> it's a Mike is my brand, I-T-S-A-M-I-K-E. I'm at it's a Mike.com. I'm most active on Twitter at it's a Mike. And let me highlight at least one upcoming project. Uh, it's still in production, we, it's all recorded. Uh, but it's a podcast called Earth Eclipsed from the Lunar Company. I have a uh, small one-episode arc, which is hardly an arc, but it's a very uh, moving, dramatic performance, if I do say so myself. Not far from Phil's experience. And uh, look out for that, because I'm really good. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for making me giggle. Sure. <laughs> so thank you again for today. and. You know, I, I, I thank people for listening and I really thank you for, for taking the time and honoring me with your time today. It was it was truly a pleasure and just wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for your kind indulgence. It was a pleasure for me as well. Thank you. So in closing, to learn how you can gain more information on how to manage your career, take a tour of the on-demand library on 1077thebronc.com, where we have over, and also on wantella.com, we have over eight years worth of shows on every aspect of jobs, transition, and career management. You can listen to us anywhere as you can download the 1077 The Bronx Free iPhone or Android apps from the App Store. You simply search WRRC1, and that's Whiskey Radio Radio Charlie One. We would love to hear from you during the week, and uh, you can check out and like our Facebook pages, Your Career is Calling, G45 Consulting, Bergeon Mediation. Um, I think I said my media page too, uh, com. You can check out my website, g45consulting.com, where you can learn more about the Secret Mentor Society and the Secret Mentor Society Bootcamp. Uh, if you're having challenges with your job search, it's a 10-day intensive course that is proven to drive results for alumni. There are seats available for the April class. So if you'd like to join me, I really would love to have you. Uh, also, if you're in need of help in managing vendors or with family mediation issues, please reach out to us at Bergeon Mediation at 201-884-9431, or you can check out our website. You can connect to me on LinkedIn or send me an email at wanda at g45consulting.com. We would like to thank our producer, Eileen Del Rio, for another phenomenal job, and the Bronx General Manager, John Moses. Special thanks to our underwriters, G45 Consulting, Bergeon Mediation, Harwell Express Press, and Ryder University's Office of Career Development and Success for making this hour possible. We could not do this hour without their support. 
And we appreciate you, our listeners. We really know how difficult it is to manage your career. And we thank you for listening in. Remember, own your career, keep networking alive. And I'm going to be here next week with another wonderful, phenomenal Dynamite guest. And I hope you have a beautiful week and you're bringing your best self to every day. That was this week's episode of Your Career is Calling with Wanda Ellett. Tune in every Sunday at 8 a.m. to learn the ins and outs of growing your business and finding, furthering, and navigating your career. Discover what makes you stand out and how to become your best self. If you need help during the week, reach out to Wanda at G45 Consulting via email at wanda at g45consulting.com. Missed an episode? No worries. You can subscribe to a free weekly episode of Your Career is Calling to listen to on your favorite podcasting platform. Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, whatever. Your Career is Calling is underwritten in part by G45 Consulting, Burjohn Mediation, Harwell Express Press, Career Development and Success at Rider University, and Rider University. Rider offers continuing studies programs for adults who need flexibility. Want to add new skills to your resume? Take a continuing studies course at Rider University.